All right, we want to ask a question today on the In Faith and Doubt podcast. Nee Jay here. Yeah. We're present together in the flesh. Um, most recently, uh, Twitter exploded with a fury second to none over a well-established uh, and well-known pastor um, who, uh, in a sermon, uh, stated that deconstruction is sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us in our work with this podcast, just, we keep our eyes on Twitter and see from time to time, you know, the kinds of themes that arise right. from, from the Twitter's verse. And, um, this is not the first time that I've seen, um, the concept of deconstruction brought up in this way, kind of this concept that it's just a sexy thing to do. It's just a cool thing to do. It's just a bandwagon. If you want to, uh, if you want to up your, your social, uh, platform, just deconstruct your faith. Then that's the first time I've heard um, that sort of sentiment brought up. I've even said things like that. I mean, sure. I'm, I I actually was on a uh, a podcast recently and 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 said something to the effect of, you know, there is a. I think in in our moment in history, there is a certain kind of, I don't know. <sighs> There's a there's a certain social environment that's creating um, the favor of deconstruction. I, I wouldn't question that. I think that's true on many levels. But it, with this particular famous, well-known, big Texas pastor, um, man, Twitter descended in rage and angst upon his soul, right. second to none. I mean, it, and some would say rightly so, and some would say that the pushback was uh, un un unnecessary yeah, out of proportion but but i do i i think if, if we're gonna have a podcast on faith and doubt deconstruction the natures that we're talking about it's a good question is yeah. is deconstruction right now in our moment in history just a sexy thing to do um i guess i'll respond to the question then i'd love to hear to hear your thoughts um, I would not in any way, shape, or form question the fact that we live in a moment when deconstruction is definitely celebrated more than it has been in human history. So, yeah. And so, um, but I would also say um, that it's also become really popular. Uh, one could say it's become sexy to shame people who are deconstructing. Um, you could say that it's become equally kind of popularized to just look down on people who are deconstructing as simply people who want to sleep with who they want to sleep with and, mm -hmm. um, and do what they, they want to do. So it's not, it can deconstruction be sexy. I'm, I'm sure somebody could make the case that our cultural moment has created a, a favorable environment for deconstruction of the Christian faith. But one could also say that in many circles of the church, shaming deconstructors is equally as sexy. Right. So sure that's possible. But I think the second thing that I want to say is, um, a, I, I think I want to revisit our pastoral posture that we take towards people who are asking questions. Um, and, and here's why I, I think my response would be, we've got to be very cautious to use our platforms of power, um, our pastoral roles, our academic roles, to assume that we know the rationale and reason for why somebody's questioning their faith. Mm -hmm. Um because the minute we do that, not only does it exacerbate the problem by pushing people further away from, A, those institutions, but perhaps even the faith that those institutions and those people represent, um, 
it's just presumptuous. And right. that, you know, they, if you've met one person who's deconstructing, then you have met one person who's deconstructing. Right, right. There's, there's not a universal experience in this realm. And so got to be cautious about presuming when we don't have relationship. And this, this is not me bashing that particular pastor for saying that. It raises a good question and generosity must be had on all sides. But it's dangerous to assume we know why someone is questioning their faith. Right. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, I mean, we are highly moldable creatures. And so you look at Twitter, you look at Instagram, and it's amazing that you have influencers that have many millions of followers. Like, you know, you take Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift, you know, or LeBron James, right? Yeah, yeah. And and imagine how much influence if they don't like something, right? Do you remember this story? You might not remember because I, I have teenagers, so I, mm, I get a right, little up to right. speed on the teenage conversation. But there was like a singer who complained about an ice cream shop because they labeled some things like sugar-free or whatever. And it was like diet shaming, you know, oh. she labeled that as diet shaming. Mm. And so she kind of repudiated uh, that ice cream shop, just a little local ice cream shop. And then it kind of ruined that ice cream shop because oh, she has such a huge amount of influence and people pointed out to her some things and she apologized. But um, you know, we, we are in a moment, there's a lot of reactionaryism, And uh, so I, I'm, I'm resonating what you're saying that, that, in leadership, we have to realize we can kind of spark things mm. on a mass level. We have to be careful about that. Yeah. When I try to think about, you know, it's really a hard question to answer. You know, is this just trendy or is it, uh, is it, is the popularity of deconstruction because it's trendy or is the trendiness because something really is happening? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the question. Yeah. And so I try to go to other, other, kind of popular trend. So let's just go back to like the Atkins diet. Yeah. Do you remember the Atkins diet? It didn't diet? work for me, but I, I do remember, remember sitting with my parents eating like fake sugar uh processed foods Ugh. and, you know, a bunch of like like greasy sausage. <laughs> trying to think to myself, how in the world is this going to help me lose weight? By the way, that's the only time we've ever used the phrase greasy sausage. <laughs> In this podcast. this podcast. Maybe not the last time we talk about the Atkins diet again. <laughs> or greasy sausage. But I mean, for a while there, it was huge. Like everybody was doing the Atkins diet. And uh, so I think about diets and like, why do we all do it? You know, so I'm not denying that trendiness happens. Sure. I think what you're saying about what's going on now with, with you know, deconstruction and doubt, some of the questions, your book, um. I think that it creates an opportunity for people to talk about something maybe they weren't able to talk about before. Yes. Yeah. And so this has been happening. Um, I think when we just when we just call it a trend, we're doing you know what you're concerned about, which is dismissing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that will not help the Christian church. At the same time, that's a great point. We both went to seminary, and it is kind of a cool thing to do in seminary. To, to seem super intellectual yep. and to look down on things that aren't intellectual. Yes. And I will tell you honestly that uh, a lot of the deconstruction positive discourse that I see 
smacks of intellectualism. Yeah. I'm too smart for the Bible, too yeah. smart for the church. Yes. Now, I do think there's some very legitimate concerns about all kinds of stuff in history, in the Christian church, in the Bible, all kinds of stuff. But I do think that there is this kind of bigger circle that's feeding kind of a negativity Yes, yeah. that is less about their own personal journey and more about, you know, welcome, welcome to the smart group. Yeah. We're the smart group that doesn't, you know, doesn't believe those simple-minded religious things. That's a dangerous thing. So we need to be careful not to let people kind of run away with the trend without actually doing some really deeper inner work to decide whether this is something they're actually going through or whether they're just jumping on the Atkins. I mean, this happened with like, remember the ALS bucket challenge, ice bucket mm, challenge? Yes. And without really thinking through all the implications, people are just doing it. I did it, right? And I'm sharing about it. And so we are people naturally, generally speaking, yeah. that like trends. We think in crowds. We, th- right? we're, we, think, we think in groups. We, we, we're lemmings in a sense. We go in groups. Yeah. Think about clothing styles. I mean, right now we look at our clothes and we say, I look good. You look good. In yes. 20 years, we're going to be like, what were we what, thinking? Yes, bingo. Yeah. Uh, so we have to recognize the power of that, yep. that we live in these streams of culture. Yep. I remember when I was 16 years old, I mean, so there's a sense in which a trend, if deconstruction is sexy and it is a trend, um, that could easily be used as a way to dismiss a real human that really matters to mm-hmm. God and should matter to us. But but equally, you know, when I was 16, we were just in, in the break talking about one of our favorite bands, Cademan's Call and yeah. uh, DC Talk and, and those early years. When I first came to faith at 16 years old, it was a really popular time in my school to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And a ton of my friends, out of being a part of kind of this group who would go to Young Life and do other things, this huge group where it was just really cool to become a Christian and go to Young Life Camp and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look back and those people that were in that circle are not Christians today. Um, we equally, we've in, at, I think, times in our history have made becoming a Christian cool and it doesn't work. Following Jesus um, must go deeper than a trend. Right. Uh, and our questions, whatever they may be, our deconstruction, our doubt, um, need to go be deeper than the trends too. So if it is a trend, if it is sexy to be de- a deconstruct to, to, to deconstruct, um, we we shouldn't we shouldn't always assume. And how much? What am I trying to say here? What matters is the long-term care of a soul. Yeah. I love absolutely. I love, you know, the the Gregory, the early church fathers talked about pastoral work mm-hmm. as the care of souls. Yep. The care of souls. And what one person may be experiencing right now, it sure it may be a trend. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. It's the long-term, long-haul care of a soul that matters. And probably standing at a stage and saying deconstruction is self sexy is not a long-term care for a soul. Right. Long-term care for a soul takes years of presence, of shepherding, of being in someone's life, of entering into their story, their questions, their nuances, and not making blanket statements. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think part of what you're part of the way of what what you're saying, uh, AJ, is um, you know, should a pastor of a church give a sermon on, "Hey, 
This whole deconstruction thing is just a fad. Yeah. Don't buy into it. Which is tone deaf. It comes right. across as saying, keep your questions to yourself and do what I tell you to do. Yeah. That's how it is interpreting. It's yeah. It's shaming and dismissing. Uh, that's wrong. Now, I think there is a place to say, like, um, be careful. Be careful that you just don't follow a crowd. Yeah. Um, you know, make it your journey. You know, be really thoughtful. I'll play devil's advocate. One of the advantages of it being a trend is um, publishers are going to invest more in good resources. Hopefully. So the whole fact there's a trend, I mean, there's your book, but there there's tons of books now on uh, on deconstruction and doubt, but, but there's a lot of really good books that have come out of this yeah. era yeah. Um, and resources and conversations and conferences. And so even if it is... Uh, catching on in some way as a hot topic there could be some really good things that come out of it like new resources yeah and fires you know the fire fires destroy but they also refine yeah and the yes if if it is a trend there's going to be some negatives there's going to be some positives i love the part of the positives of this moment in history is that it's really hard for me it's really hard to care for my students right now here's why i love that it's forcing me as a thinker in their life, as a faithful follower of Jesus in their life, to go deeper than just finding some section in a systematic theology. It requires me to be such a deeper person on their behalf. Yeah. I can't go to the trite, easy answer. Yeah. I, I, deconstruction is forcing the church to pray. Yeah. I mean, we, you, you just can't find... I, I wish we could just all open up Wayne Grimm's systematic theology and have the answer right away mm. or, or whatever, whatever, whatever text one person in their tradition has. Yeah. I wish we could just find a book that a textbook to deal with these, but man deconstruction is forcing the church on a, to its knees. I, I completely agree. You know, in, in those moments when Christianity seems the least culturally popular, and I feel like we're in one of those moments. Yeah. It it does make you stare in the face the question, is it really worth it? Yeah. Is there something really rich and good here? Yep. That's what's happening all over the place. Pastors are called and leaders are called to some of the hardest tasks. Seminaries, yep. Bible colleges, Christian colleges, they're called to a really hard task. Yep. Why do we exist? Yep. Is yep. what we do worth it? Yep. And you're right now, you know, we're clarifying, are we in it for the job and the career or are we in it because we want to follow Jesus until the day we stop breathing? Um, you know, I'm, I'm in an institution. I, I would love to say that our institution is going to last forever and my career is safe as a Christian, but it's not. None yeah. of ours are. Yeah. We, and uh, this moment of where it feels like Brian Zahn's new book, which I'm so excited to read on deconstruction, everything is on fire. It does yeah. feel like everything's on fire. It does. Um, and who knows what will be standing afterwards, but it is at least clarifying whether we are following Jesus because we want tenure and a job or whether we're following Jesus because the path of following Christ is the most important way to live your life ever. So yeah. it's clarifying fires, yeah. fires destroy, but they also clarify Yeah, man alive. Do they? Yeah. So if you're a leader and listening to this, um, it's a good lesson to learn. Um, maybe be cautious to not assume you know the motivations of uh, everybody who is deconstructing. But likewise, if you're in the deconstruction zone, 
don't assume that you know the motivations of your pastors and shepherds and leaders. Yeah. Maybe take a posture of humility and be curious and listen and ask questions, but don't be mean about it. Something something to that effect. Um, yeah. So could deconstruction be sexy? Well, I think we've at least got some thoughts here that are helpful and um man, good stuff. Nietzsche, I like you. Good, you're good. You're good, man. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I'm sexy. Yeah, but I like I you. It's good enough. Nije, you're sexy. Thanks, AJ.